0: Hello and welcome to Do It Justice, your local bi-weekly podcast on which a guest speaker and I discuss three ideas all under one umbrella theme, or as I like to call it, debate with a mate. Thanks for coming back to the eighth episode, eighth episode, or if you're new, thanks for tuning in. Hi, I'm just popping in here to add a few comments about, um, like comments, remarks, etc, that I received about my last episode, which is all about race. If you have not yet listened to it, please go and do. It's extremely relevant, especially with the recent case of George Floyd who, uh, Floyd who died um, due to police brutality. Um, so anyway, on with the comments. So people... Some people commented um, or reached out to me and said that they felt racism had been underplayed. And I think I, I think it's hard to talk about racism and race, especially as a white person, I have found myself tiptoeing around this topic. However, I am actively pushing myself to have more conversations with people from different backgrounds, cultures and races to mine, because I am so privileged and I need to use my platform. And it's unfortunate that people will listen to me just because I'm white, but it's fortunate in the sense that I'm using it... Um, for good and i think everyone else should and it's as easy as calling out people who are racist or calling out your white friends who say the m word it's as simple as that um as angela davis said in a racist society it's not enough to be non-racist we must be anti-racist if you're not working against the problem you are the problem and so by saying this is another comment so by saying that the lack of opportunities within the uk due to one's race being not necessarily quote-unquote bad underlies undermines the problem um, and also um, I completely appreciate that the hypothetical situation proposed didn't uh, like around white privilege and etc and, and the interview and uh, didn't accurately address white privilege the situation which compared um, a credible qualified and professionally presented um person from a a minority ethnic background to an ill-spoken, poorly presented white person highlights racism directly, as perfectly pointed out by Harmony. Um, People in BME groups have to work 10 times harder to even be considered against an averagely qualified white person, let alone a white person who is at the same level of their qualification, etc. White privilege comes into play when they both have the same qualifications. Um, Also, Gabby pointed out that while race is such a big issue now and like it's being directly addressed a lot more nowadays that isn't necessarily the same for example, the, um, the parents generation of um, minority ethnic groups like the people we are friends with now or the people in our age group um, because they may have even more evident signs of a minority ethnicity such as an accent or a specific name tied to that culture. And um, I mean, just look at the fact that a lot of um, Chinese immigrants who come over here and I am stereotyping often change their name two names that are more white so that they aren't um, as called out or they aren't as um, grouped together. We cannot deny that unfortunately there's still things that are considered and often swaying features for um, prospective employees. People from minority ethnic backgrounds have more pressure to be completely on top of their game in ways we white people have never even had to consider because we are instantly presumed to be well put together from a background of wealth and one without crime etc. Again I'm stereotyping but there is a reason stereotypes exist there are more subtle, these are like more subtle examples of racism. Also, um, so, so that, that's kind of a wrap up of the last podcast. Um, but thank you so much for commenting about these remarks. All I ever want people to do and me to do is learn and improve. I'm not perfect. No one is perfect. We all make mistakes. We all say bad things. We all have bad judgments. But as long as we're working against them, that's all we can do. And that's all we can ever ask from each other. Also, a minor disclaimer for this podcast, so I use the term fat people, but I want to stress that I'm not using this adjective as a defining p- feature for, for people who are fat. I'm using it as an adjective, and I'm using it from a place that doesn't, necessarily consider being fat a bad thing because fat is just an adjective just like being blonde is an adjective however i appreciate there is a lot of stigma around this particular adjective though so in advance i do not mean any offense by it anyway um happy listening and send me any comments or remarks or criticism because we can all learn from them as shown I want to give it a disclaimer that this podcast will potentially discuss body image, eating disorders, body shaming and mental health. So if these are trigger topics for you, this episode might not be a cup of tea. So I want to introduce Flavio to the show. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. How are you? I'm alright, yeah. How are you? Good. How are you dealing with Quarantino. Um, yeah,
1: just vibing, meeting those people, you
0: know. (laughs) Just having a good time. Yeah, no, to be fair, like, I think recently it's got better. It's been a bit painful, though, because Mm -hmm. the weather's been so good that it's, like, everyone's, like, really wanted to get out, you know?
1: yeah it's kind of hard when i've got to do video lessons with my french teacher in a room that's closed off from any light so. Ooh, that's so she doesn't know
0: where i live which is lovely. <laughs> miss those times i really miss those times <laughs> anyway and um, so today we're talking about kind of body image and just bodies and weight mm-hmm. in general and um, i put a kind of poll question thing on my instagram story and um, asking people what kind of they wanted to be discussed around those three ideas. And the, so the f- one thing that came up quite often actually was this idea of skinny shaming and whether it's as big, as bad, um, present, does it actually exist as like fat shaming? Um, the second one was kind of ca- the same general ballpark in regards to like filters social media photoshopping and how that can warp our our ideas of like realistic bodies and the last one was um whether we should glorify fat people um in the media um in magazines etc so yeah so we're talking about that today so let's start with the first one so um Flav what do you think about skinny shaming um can't lie, never
1: been skin-shamed. <laughs> okay, okay. But um, I can speak on behalf of fat-shaming. Okay. Um,
0: and so do you think it's as bad as fat-shaming? Well,
1: I've had some comments in the past. Like, I was at prom. I was very self-conscious at the time, yeah. not feeling great about myself. And I went up to grab a plate of food. I hadn't eaten yet all day. And somebody said to me, oh, someone keep an eye out of Flavia. She can't be eating. Right. Like, and that was
0: detrimental to my
1: self-esteem.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Especially on, like, a big day like that. Um, And
1: that stuck with me for a long time. Like, I've thought about that every day, pretty much.
0: Mm, and it's, really
1: it's comments true. like this, like, that people don't realise how hurtful they can be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, in general, people can be quite insensitive, especially when it's in the name of comedy and getting mm. a few laughs, because... Like I, I, I am as much of a perpetrator as I am a victim because I mm. quite often make insensitive jokes, and I oh, instantly, same. I instantly feel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're quite similar in that sense, aren't we? But like, yeah, and I instantly feel bad. But when it comes to stuff like weight um, and uh, things that people can't instantly change, I am quite wary because of the fact that um, I have dealt and um, um, also like been given these comments. I'm a like it's not the same, but. So in so my experience, um, like I am very like I am very slender, and I don't I'm not necessarily muscly. Like, um, it you know I'm not trying to like sit here and be like my life is hard, but I have gained uh, I have found it hard to gain weight in the past. And I remember specifically in primary school, a lot of the comments I would get would be like, um, it sounds minor, but you know at the end of the day it's different body types. But I would get stuff like twig legs, and like oh, watch out your ankles are gonna break. And that's not... that's The thing is, that's not people telling me stop eating because obviously that has completely different effects than to someone saying, oh, you're very skinny. But it can still Mm. impact me. Um, But, yeah, so I I think the differences between skinny shaming and fat shaming is the fact that being skinny is the ideal, right? Yeah. And that's where it's different. What do you think?
1: Well, I think at the end of the day, when you're skinny most people don't realize like most people just think, Oh, she's got the easy life. Yeah. You know, she doesn't have to work towards many things, but at the end of the day, if you're skinny shaming, if you're fat shaming, both these things can push people to have massive eating disorders and massive problems with their self esteem. Sure, I can't yeah. speak for people who I can't say, Oh yeah. When people skinny shamed me, but when people fat shamed me, it like the way I looked at myself, the way I ha- had like, the way I ate, the way I looked at food completely changed, like it was this weight on my shoulders, everything was to do with my diet.
0: Yeah. And I think the
1: same can happen with, you know, skinny people, they can like become really self-conscious, especially because now having like, being more curvy is the norm, and it's what's
0: wanted. Mm, I completely, yeah, I I think that's very true. I I think that obviously, it's not necessarily a new wave, Kim Kardashian and, and, and her kind of um, squad. God, that's an old <laughs> word. Can't we, I just use that. Squad roll through. <laughs> but, like, that kind of gaggle of um, Kardashian sisters have obviously introduced this new wave of, like, loving your curves, to the point that people are kind of obsessed with curves, and they'll get implants and etc, etc. Et but realistically, what we see in movies, still, there's not a very big representation of those who are naturally curvier, and I think that's why people get offended when they say, "Well, skinny shaming doesn't exist." I don't think it's you yeah. can't you can't sit there and say skinny shaming does not exist. What you can say is that it doesn't have the same effect necessarily. Like obviously, it might still drive people to have eating disorders, but the fact of the matter is that fat people aren't necessarily. And I and I read this article; it was very interesting. I'm I'm using the word fat people because I think that the stigma around being fat needs to potentially be removed because for so long we've claimed fat as, like, a bad word when yeah. in reality it's just another describing word. And, yeah. like, um, I follow this person on Instagram and she's called Your Fat Friend and she basically says, when I have said to my friends who are skinny, oh, I'm fat, they've said, oh, no, you're not. And by saying that, you're basically making it out to be that being fat is not good. Obviously it's hard when, like, you know, where, where do we draw the line because being obese obviously has severe health um, complications. Anyway, I'm, I'm going off task, but basically what I'm, trying, what I'm trying to say is that I don't think it has the same implications because of the fact that fat people have been harassed for a long, long time and they have been persecuted. And I yeah. think that's where the difference lies. Would you agree? I mean, if you look at Adele, yeah. she used to say a long time ago,
1: like, she was very happy with her weight. Mm. She was She loved her body, you know, she was a bit curvier. But if you look at her now, you see, like, she's lost so much weight. Yeah. And a lot of people have complained about that. A lot of fans have complained, like, what changed? Why was she happy then? She preached about being a bigger girl. And then why has she had this drastic weight change? Why did she need to do that if she was happy? Is that pressure from other people, that pressure from social media, her fans, the people, you know, who, like... her. Her brand,
0: her brand was, you know, being a big of. girl. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I think that's all well and true. Like at the end of the day, if she, I, I don't, I don't know. I haven't read about statements where she said that she she felt comfortable in her own skin. Skin. I think the most important thing is whatever weight you're at is about being comfortable in your own skin. And if you are comfortable mm-hmm. in your own skin, you'll be able to defend it at whatever point. My issue with that though is that well, what about if she just wanted to lose weight because she no longer felt happy in her own skin like i know that it would have been most likely provoked by media because she has been mm. a victim of like loads of press like the daily mail if you if you just type in adele on the daily mail you're going to find tons of articles which comment on her weight yeah but i don't think we can sit here and say she shouldn't have lost weight she was a big no, girl representing course not. Us. no but i'm
1: saying like why
0: did she if say she wasn't happy in her skin
1: anymore mm. She wasn't happy in her skin because she, you're saying possibly because she was overweight. She wants that change. Why is being skinnier better?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. And, and realistically, when we talk about like when when I when someone says to me like skinny girls, I'm, I picture runway girls who have like a concerningly little amount of fat on them. Um, and, you know, the, you know, in the modelling industry, they say, oh, well, it's so that the, the clothes hang off them. It's so that the you don't focus on the model, you focus on the clothes. But from, from documentaries I've watched and stuff, it's pretty messed up, the world of modelling. So that's what mm. I think of skinny. But that is literally 5% of the population. And realistically, Adele wasn't even fat, necessarily. No, exactly. She wasn't fat. She was curvy. She was probably, like, a size 16. That's not fat.
1: But if someone said to me, like, I'm... Um, if someone said to you, you, free, nothing, You if you could one day wake up with the perfect body that you, you wanted, for me, it's being incredibly skinny, like my perfect body would be to be incredibly skinny. If I could wake up, some people might say it's unhealthy, but for me, that would be what I want. Yeah. Would you go for it? Would you say, yeah, I want that?
0: You see, like, instantly I'd be like, yeah, absolutely, of course, but I have been doing like a little bit of a, like a, experiment on myself because basically um i've got like a bad chest right now so i'm um, you kind of using that as an excuse not to go running right and so n- not going running and staying at home like when i was at school i would do 10,000 to 15,000 steps a day not only that but <laughs> well you know i live long distance <laughs> but also i was going to the gym pretty much every day because it was part of a routine that i've established obviously now i don't have that routine and i'm sat at home and i'm doing like 2000 3000 steps so naturally i'm gonna put on weight right and mm. so i told myself like i'm gonna not run and see how i feel and put on a bit of weight and just like fill out you know just yeah. like and obviously people are gonna be like well you haven't filled out but for me like i haven't you know, I've not gained a massive amount of weight, but I'm not as slim as I was beforehand, right? And it won't be noticeable to anyone else, it's only noticeable to yourself, realistically, isn't it? But I know that I am the same amount of happiness I am now as I was before. And I genuinely think and I don't know whether it's the Buddhas who say it or something. Um that people say <laughs> classic Buddha, Buddhism. But people say like if you are if you are exercising to make to attain certain body type you are never going to achieve happiness and that's as simple as that
1: yeah that's why i don't think social media affects people's like the way people look at themselves that much you know people say oh TikTok is making me self-conscious, Instagram is making me self-conscious. I don't think it is that that much. I think if you're self-conscious already and if you are insecure about yourself already have, you know, you're not feeling the best and you look at people like that on social media, it will affect you a lot more. I'm in a happier place and I can go on social media and not be as self-conscious about my body anymore. Whereas if I did that a year ago, I would probably cry.
0: OK, so actually, let's move on to like social media. So you, can, you, you have the opinion that social media doesn't actually influence people and, and their body image that much? I think it can, but not to the extent that people make it out to be. OK, I think that's interesting. I differ in opinion. I am not necessarily someone who's like I have quite a big ego and I'm quite <sighs> confident in myself. You know, nice little healthy ego I've got on my shoulders. <laughs> Um, but I have been quite dramatically impacted by social media a lot of the time to the point that in year 12 I deleted my Instagram for six months because I, it's not it's not only that it's not just bodies but it's like you see everyone and it's like a glorified version of their life and it's not real is it realistically oh, um, cheers <laughs> <laughs> no but me too like Literally, the selfies that I upload, I look like that 5% of the time. Like That's me at my high point. It's not that I can't look like that, but I don't look like that all the time.
1: Yeah, no, not for me,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, like, what I'm saying is that I, I, I found that Instagram did impact me. And I spoke to my friends... I remember talking to Sadie Bassett and I was like, oh, I'm just like really enjoying like the fr- freedom I have now with social media, like just not being on Instagram. I was like, would you ever consider going off Instagram? And she was like, no, not really. Like it's never really had that impact on me. So I do think there are different opinions, but I genuinely think because of Facetune and because of Photoshopping, I do think it impacts people a lot more than we will actually ever know. Do you not think?
1: Yeah, I know. Facetune and Photoshop, I just feel like should be said when used. Yeah, So I, I, I think that's a good idea. If you're using Facetune, there's impressionable people on social media. Yeah, there's children. And if you're Photoshopping, at least let them know, because these are unrealistic standards. You know, Madison Beer? Yeah. People have, you know, said that, oh, she's had lip filler. She's done this. She's had lip filler. She's had something done. And if you look at older pictures of her, it's safe to assume she has. Right. But she's constantly said that she hasn't. Mm. Now in the case that she has, she's pushing out this unrealistic standard for little girls who think, you know, that is an accurate representation of how you can be when you're older. Mm. And naturally, that natural beauty, which just isn't true.
0: I think that's a very good point. I think... Like we all say, like in theory, we all know, oh, well, it's posing like we do it ourselves. It's good lighting, it's makeup, it's a bit of blurring here, a bit of um, yeah. like zooming in the walls or whatever, and like stretching it here. But at the same time, because like you say, it's not blurted out in the caption or on the screen, like you know, on smoking packets, how it's like this kills. Yeah. I genuinely think there is something to say about Instagram maybe putting something like photos aren't aren't, these photos aren't real. But also what we have to remember, Flavia, is the fact that the people, so say for example, Madison Beer, well, she's an, a singer, I don't think that's a good example, but I don't know, let's like take like, um, um, Alexis Wren, right, is like this gorgeous supermodel, um, or she's this gorgeous swimsuit model, etc. She is popular on Instagram because of how she looks. The only people... You're not going to follow people on Instagram who are average-looking, are you? Because that's not what you want. You want to follow people who are, like, beautiful, stunning, the shock factor. You know, that's why people buy Vogue, because they see these people who are gorgeous, people who can live up to standards. But what we have to remember is that is, like, 1% of the population, and they are there, and they have that many followers for that exact reason. And I just think we lose sight of that sometimes. Mm, I just... I just feel
1: like people rave so much about how we should love ourselves and how we shouldn't be expecting everybody to think they can look like this said one percent but then these same people will photoshop their images or they will take the piss out of people who are empowered or feel happy in their own skin because you know it's these double standards you'll go on tiktok and there's Skinny girls being happy in their own skin, and people are putting like, "Oh, you're fishing for compliments." Yeah. But when it's a fat girl doing it, they're like, "We love it. You look amazing. Well done. Congratulations." I or think when that's it's very interesting. Less... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's these double standards. It's either everybody gets treated the
0: same, or you know, it's this just. I know. I think. Question. I think the the fact of the matter is that. Basically, the body positivity campaign hashtag thing was introduced for girls and male body types that weren't yeah. represented and weren't um, kind of congratulated almost. So, mm-hmm. I do get where people are coming from when they when they do get angry when you know these um, idealistic body types try and claim it back. But at the end of the day, it's kind of hypocrisy because it's like if you're saying that who knows in 10 years it might be f- flip the coin because for so long we've been grating down you know um these aren't my words but we've been potentially grating down skinny people and making them hate their bodies
1: well you know brandy melville yeah no offense but i absolutely despise that website yeah um, it's a bit it's they literally use prepubescent girls for their um pictures to model the clothes yeah where they are obviously, they're, they're still underway, they haven't hit puberty, you know, they're very like stick thin, basically, mm. in all the pictures. And people have brought up this like this topic many times, like this isn't okay, we shouldn't be doing this, this is very skinny, it's pushing out an eye, like the wrong standard for young girls but we'll still buy the clothes from there because it's cute and trendy and fashionable and they want to be edgy, I don't
0: know. Yeah, I mean, Brandy Melville's problematic anyway because it's, like, major fast fashion, but I completely agree. I think the messed up thing about Brandy Melville is, from what I believe, it's a one-size shop, isn't it? One size fits all. Yeah, which is absolute, like, bull because I'm not being funny. I am not in any way, shape, or form fat or um, even, like, curvy, necessarily, And I cannot fit in that clothing. It is for literal teen, prepubescent teen girls.
1: If I put on one of their tops, I'm not joking, my nipple would probably fall out. Like, their little vest. It would be awful.
0: Yeah. No, this is what I mean. And I I completely agree. Like, I remember, I don't know how many years back they made it that um, on the runway, models had to be 16 or over because of the fact that like major major big brands like Versace and um, and Calvin Klein were picking girls who were 14 13 because they were skinnier like imagine being oh a 6 God. imagine being a 16 year old who's gone through puberty you've got your curves you've grown boobs because that is a natural thing and girls who are 13 or 14 who are obviously going to be skinnier than you and are obviously going to be less curvier than you get the roles it's so messed up and then yeah well
1: actually I have a friend in who um who's American but I met her in Italy Mm. and she's stunning
0: yeah like she has a
1: gorgeous face you can't deny it and she said, oh yeah, I wanted to do modeling. She's very tall, She's she was quite lean. Mm. And she said, no, yeah, I didn't get the place because they told me to lose weight. If I, I wanted it, I had to lose weight. And she was skinny.
0: I just, I honestly, like, from a marketing perspective, I genuinely don't know how The, you know, high-end fashion industry has sustained this body type, uh, this ideal body type of, like, skinniness and so on, because in my eyes, if I was a marketer, right, as someone who knows that that, those bodies that we see in modelling campaigns, and it is getting better, like, we can't deny that, but, like, for the most part, it's still quite horrific – I know that that represents 5% of the population. Why is it not logical to get a load of different body types because you're appealing to a way larger audience? Like, I genuinely can't understand why they wouldn't want to do that just to... Not even to, like, be good people, to maximise on profits. I don't know how it's gone on for so long. It it, it just
1: doesn't make sense. I don't know why they don't do it. I agree. that It's just, like, if you know people are asking for this, if you know you can make profit on it, why don't you do it? Yeah. Like, even you can... You can cover up, do it, and but in reality, we all know you're doing it for profit.
0: Yeah, exactly. But at least you're doing it. It's like um how Victoria's Secret, the runway show, got, like, cancelled or something in it because they basically said, like, we won't have any trans people on here, we're not going to have any disabled people oh. on it, we're not going to have any people that are basically bigger than a size four. Um, and obviously people were outraged because Victoria's be- Secret basically claimed that's their brand, despite the yeah. fact that they have, like... um. Bras and pants that cater for sizes bigger than that. Like, it's just so backward. I genuinely don't know how people are still getting away with it. Yeah. But I think it's because with this new wave of social media... And you're right, it does scare me that there are young children who are, like, you know, eight, nine years old on social media and they're seeing these things. Social media is is feeding back into it because, once again, the only girls that are getting screen time are skinny white girls.
1: Yeah. It's... um i know take take emma chamberlain she's a youtuber she's like people like her she's not problematic but she's very skinny Mm. take somebody else can you name me somebody else who got big that fast who isn't that skinny
0: um i can't name anyone who's not skinny but like you know joanna cd or whatever yeah yeah like she's a skinny white girl it's
1: like, I don't know anybody who's not a skinny white girl who right. didn't get big that
0: fast. I, I don't get it. And this is what I mean. Like, I saw a really interesting TikTok, and it was like, why... Um, is, this isn't, like, I'll, I'll relate this back, but why um, in high school or, like, secondary school, you know, like, the popular people, everyone except the popular people, um, everyone outside of the popular group hates them, so why are they popular? And it's the same with this. Like, why do we let... Like, why do we... Why does YouTube put like people like that on our on our for you page or on our suggestions page when it only represents like a very minority like group? I don't know, it just I can't no, make sense of it. With TikTok a
1: big problem is that for like big um, big TikTokers or whatever, they'll let them post pictures in bikinis or wear that in revealing clothes. Mm-hmm. And for smaller TikTokers they can't post it their video will be like taken off or they won't like in general be able to post it
0: i thought wasn't this some controversy around the fact that um um a like a woman who was um so she was claimed to be a curvy woman a plus size woman she was normal but whatever and she posted photos in her she posted a video in a bikini and it got taken down it said it violated guidelines or whatever
1: yeah, that's exactly that's exactly the problem. But then you
0: have Charlie, um, Charlie Damaleo, whatever, and then she's, <laughs> and then she, she's like, you know, white skinny girl, and she doesn't get her videos taken down.
1: I it is I don't know why it's just so irritating because it's again li- linking back to this fact that the popular people are what make up these popular. people. I think that's a bigger problem in America though.
0: Mm, yeah, I agree. Um, Eileen sent us a question um, and she basically said, like, can you talk about how um, people, especially in like marketing, people will Photoshop. Um, say, say you've got like a Neutrogena um, moisturizer, right? They'll Photoshop the, the person's skin to make it look better. So then you think that you get that product right. So if we take the same kind of concept and principle with clothes and we see it on skinny uh, people who look popular you know say Cara Delevingne or what she's a proper celebrity now and she rose to fame through her modeling same as Kate Moss etc and yeah. people think oh well I'm going to get that but unfortunately that's not reality And I just don't know how we're still falling for it
1: well the thing is I I've foreign parents mm. um, and they always manage to pick out the things in my body that I need to be aware of out of love that they think so.
0: you need to be aware of
1: yeah, that you don't so know, but yeah. when I go shopping, I will already know in my mind, right, I can't wear that, I can't wear that, that won't That won't look good on me, that won't look good on me. And is that but, your
0: parents' voice in the back of your mind, though? Yeah, definitely.
1: I was raised with my parents' voice, but other people don't have that. Other people don't have that voice, so they will go shopping and look at clothes straight away and think, oh, it looks good on the model, I can wear that.
0: Mm, yeah, exactly. And that's another thing, isn't it, like... This is why I don't get why brands don't um, show it on lots of different body types because if you are someone... Haven't ASOS started doing it where you can see it on different body types or some, something like, Yeah, but only for a couple pieces of clothes, which,
1: right.
0: to be honest, is quite ugly. <laughs> but, like, um, that makes sense because clothes look different on different body types. i that's yeah, no, a really good idea. I'm not going to buy um, a dress um, where I've seen it on a, a woman with, like, massive boobs and a massive bum because, unfortunately, that's not my like, reality. You know? Oh, I'll buy that then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but that's what I mean. And then, like, f- on the flip side, it's the exact same. Like, I just, I don't know. I just find it a bit bizarre how they've not caught onto it. And there are some brands, but it's, a, it's minor. And like you say, they're doing it because they've been forced to do it. They're not doing mm. it because they want to do it. I don't I know, just, man. It's just a bit weird. And, you know, oh, no, never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, should we move on to um, the last question, which is um, a bit of a sensitive topic about well the question of should we glorify fat people no no that, that's your you don't want me to move on or that's your answer no i do <laughs> <laughs> okay, absolutely so, not. i don't think we should okay so do you want to explain your point of view well i think it's good to be
1: actually shall we
0: define body? what you mean by fat because i think that that's important overweight
1: unhealthy unhealthy overweight so obese okay cool cool um, yeah, no, <laughs> um, I think we shouldn't glorify overweight people. It's it's irrational, it's stupid. It's, it, it's, again, this idea that younger people will see that and then think that's okay. When in reality, it's unhealthy. I mm. think we should promote people to be comfortable in their own skin, but stay healthy. And the same with un- underweight people we shouldn't be promoting people who are underweight because it's unhealthy.
0: Okay, I see where you're coming from. So you think you stand, you have like a, a point of view which um, stresses self-love and self-acceptance, but, but then, I don't know, is that not ironic because you're basically saying self-love and self-acceptance but not if you're morbidly obese? I get why. I get, why. I get the rationale, right? Morbidly yeah. obese, that has major health risks yeah Yeah, and that is a it is like you say an unhealthy lifestyle and we wouldn't want to unfortunately it is a lot more promoted but we wouldn't want to promote anorexia or eating disorders right of course but i just i don't know like obviously tess holiday is a big plus size model and she was on the cover of cosmopolitan right and she got a lot Mm -hmm. of backlash for that but i think i remember watching an interview with with her and Piers Morgan or something it was on like some sort of Good Morning Britain thingy I can't really remember but she Mm -hmm. was basically saying that it is important to have people like me in the media for representation to know that so that people know that it is it's okay I think to a certain degree I agree because like we said there is a complete lack of representation for people um of plus size or or fat and people right but I don't know it's, it's a question of where do we draw the line isn't it well the thing
1: is there's a big so at the age of 15 i think the boundaries are for being a healthy weight are like 43 mm. to 67 something like that is that kg kilograms yeah okay
0: so That's quite a big,
1: (laughs) that's quite a big range. Once you go past that, you're overweight. Yeah. Which again is, I think, okay, but it's pushing it a little bit because it will, it can have, it can cause other problems. And then after that it's obesity and it only gets worse. So if you've got these big boundaries, be pushing it to the the biggest extreme mm. why should we be pushing people to say yes that's amazing that's really good when it isn't
0: yeah i think the way potentially i don't know i, I probably should have done a bit more research about tess holiday specifically but i think from what i remember and i don't quote me honest, but she was basically saying that For me, it is important to love myself at every single stage. And once Mm. I've learned to love myself, I will then make positive changes for my body. But I think it's important for women to see um, a woman who loves herself and who has accepted her weight. Um, And I get that. I completely get that. But then in the back of my mind, I'm unfortunately thinking, "Okay, I think that's wonderful. I'm glad you've got self-acceptance. But like, your weight is becoming a health risk. Are you going to do anything about that?
1: Yeah, That's I agree. What, like,
0: I'm all, I'm, I'm genuinely all here for self acceptance. I think self acceptance and self love is one of the hardest things, and I genuinely don't know whether we ever master it, like in life, yeah. because I think everyone has major insecurities. Like, if you think, like, obviously we've been self conscious through puberty and stuff, and we will only ever get get conf, confident, brilliant, really more confident. But <laughs> like, I don't know. I find it really hard to um, see see the point of. I don't know. I just think, I don't know, it's hard, isn't it? I don't want to, I don't want to, like, I don't want to fat shame. I think self acceptance and self-love is the most important thing in reality. Because no, I
1: agree. That's that's the most important thing. Yeah. Obviously, like, when I talk about overweight people, I mean, I don't mean people who have health conditions already which cause them to be overweight. Oh yeah, that's a
0: really good point. i Obviously, that's
1: not controlled. They yeah. can't help that. But I think. The boundary should be healthy weight and then overweight but anything past that is pushing it because after that it becomes really hard to lose weight again Mm. like you can't lose weight instantly and especially when you're i i used to be overweight and it's taken me like over a year just to get at a normal weight again. And I am I want to keep pushing to keep losing weight for my own happiness because it makes me happy. And I don't I don't feel like I have to lose weight anymore because I'm still very happy with myself. But if I compare the way I was at 68 kilograms last year, some people might say, well, that's not overweight. But with my height and the amount of sport I did, it was. Okay. And if I look at myself now, I think if I just continued on the way I was going, I would have kept gaining weight and i wouldn't
0: have been i wouldn't have gotten out of it yeah i think the issue with weight and the issue with um these terms of overweight obese skinny underweight etc is that they are all very not subjective They're very charged yeah they are very charged but also it's a case by case thing isn't it because like you said Mm. it's your height and also like i've said i have basically got like a major lack of muscle right and and that in combined with my height means that i don't weigh a lot but if I was muscly, I would weigh a lot more than I am. And, like, say, for example, you have people... Um, like, I remember talking to this girl. I went to a gym class in the morning. It's not flex, but, you know, gym class. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and I was talking to this girl, and she was saying that she is classified... I mean, the BMI scale is problematic, especially for BME groups. If you've not done your research about that, it's quite interesting. But the BMI scale is a bit, like, it's a bit unreliable because it's not actually, it shouldn't have actually been used for using these terms. But anyway, that's a kind of different topic. I was to this girl, and she was saying that, according to the BMI scale, I'm overweight. But when you looked at her, it was pure muscle. It was pure muscle. Yeah. She was a swimmer and she was a rower. And she was so, like, um... Built up, I was in awe. I was like, "Wow, you are like so strong." She could oh, have literally yeah. like tore me apart. But um, <laughs> 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 but yeah. So I, I think it's just a case by case situation. I think that's why we have to tiptoe around stuff like this sometimes. Well, yeah. I don't mean to say I, I
1: don't think you should classify someone as overweight as this weight plus. So like hundred kilograms plus. Yeah. Because again, it's different for every person, but. It is different for every person, but every person has a different, like, uh, what's it called? Every, everybody does different amounts of sports, everyone does eats differently, everyone has different habits. But a year ago, me, people might not have said I was overweight, but I was. The doctor said I was. Okay.
0: But there has, so- there has been cases where people have... Like, gone to the doctors and the doctors have been, like, um, given... I mean, I'm sure this is, these are minus, like, minor things, but... I mean, did you... Like, this is a bit personal, but did you feel... Over, like, did you feel that your, your uh, weight was uh, becoming a health issue? No.
1: Uh, no, the biggest issue it had on me was my mental health.
0: But, but was that because of the pressure from other people? Or was that because you were of genuinely... your family? Lol. Right okay so, but, so, but, so that sounds like to me that's been stuff you've been fed. and like, that you're not actually and I can't ever remember thinking you looked overweight like ever. I mean obviously I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and disagree with the medical profession professional no, or whatever. But like I think it's interesting we have to analyze where these feelings of guilt come from when it comes to our weight because a lot of the time it comes from other people it comes from other people's ideas that have been fed mm. ideals that have been fed to us it comes from other people's ideas of a healthy way like like i said it's just so important to deal with it on a case-by-case ba- basis and weight does fluctuate like that is life you know childbirth yeah. like weight fluctuates um yeah. so men like y- y- at y-
1: childbirth you're not going to go from you know an average weight to overweight do you know what i mean
0: Th- like, I mean, a lot of women do put on like quite a lot of weight there when they have children, even after the child has been born, though. And I think that no, I think that's fine.
1: But I'm thinking, the I only have an issue when it comes to being overweight, being diagnosed like n- majorly overweight, so obese, being diagnosed and being happy about it, being proud of it. Like you can be proud of yourself, be you feel strong about yourself, like be empowered. But there's a line
0: yeah i agree i think that at the end of the day you, like i said you've got to analyze where these feelings are coming from and um if it's if like you say for you your weight was a bit of a mental health trigger then do what you need to do to feel more positive like it's your, it's your body at the end of the day you've got to live in it but also quite frankly like i've come to the realization and i'm sure i'll come i'm sure that this will sink in more and more but like our body is l- like i'm not trying to minimize it i know that like um attractiveness is like a big feature in everyone's life but it is literally just a capsule to like transport your brain i don't know that's like a a little bit (laughs) deep edgy (laughs) but but, like like when it comes down to it quite frankly all we are getting like mad about or upset about is just like flesh like it is just I don't know, I don't know. No, I know it's Easier you mean. said than done though, isn't it? Easier said than done. Like I'm um, not I'm not yeah, out massively. here trying to like minimize people's mental disorders or eating disorders because of their weight. I know it's a big problem and and that's because of society. I think a big
1: problem I think of as well is, you know, diets like intermittent fasting. Yeah. A lot of people have a problem with intermittent fasting. I don't. I think it's perfectly fine. It is proven to be healthy. Yeah. I have a problem with the mentality that comes with people. A lot of people who do intermittent fasting. Like what? A lot of people who I know who have done intermittent fasting and there have been a lot of people who have spoken out about this is that intermittent fasting was an excuse for the fact that they hated themselves so, so much and basically they'd use it as an excuse and obviously it is an extreme diet so when they were doing it basically, there's a very fine line, for a lot of people it turns into an eating disorder. I have family members, that happened to family members or like friends of mine.
0: Yeah, I think it's hard, isn't it? Like I watched a recent video by Sorrel something and she did a three-day water fast and in the comments, I was just reading the comments and someone had commented, do not do this if you're in a mindset that's like really bad or if you know in the back of your mind it is a way to lose weight and a way to punish yourself and I've never even thought about that and I was like, like who knows, like by day two or day three I might have been rationalising it being being like oh well I needed to lose that little bit of weight that I have put back on. Do you know what yeah.
1: I mean? I, mean, I, I definitely, to be honest, if I had done something like that, my sole motivation would have been probably weight loss. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, there was a phase where I was, like, begging my parents to let me do a juice cleanse. Yeah. Um, but I live in an Italian family, so, like, anything to do with minimal eating just isn't accepted. So, <laughs>
0: lol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel that, unfortunately, but I get where you... Like, I, I know that that's a big thing. Like, with European families, like, food is a big part of the culture, isn't it?
1: yeah but obviously i i'm very proud of being italian yeah i speak about it a lot but when i go to italy again the main thing i think about is my weight and the way i look because mm. i'm constantly in the swimming costume and i compare myself to everybody and everything like i haven't posted any pictures from my summer holiday where i'm not at least a bit clothed because i'm so embarrassed in my body and in Italy, everyone's stick thin. But to be honest, if I did that in England, um, people probably
0: would like wouldn't care. They think my body was fine. But, uh, yeah, I don't. But like at the end of the day, it is kind of who you surround yourself with because not only is it who you surround yourself with, as in like are there other people with the same body type as you, but also if you're around people who are gen who genuinely care about your body, like that is really worrying. That, yeah. You know? But yeah, I'm a dad, (laughs) get rid of toxic people in your life. Well, in that case, then I'll just see you later, family. Really, and anyway, we had a kind of um little question that wasn't really related, um, just a little little general chat about nipples, really. We were just with a little chat, and I think it was very interesting because, um, um. It was accurately pointed out that nipples that we see in the media... I mean, not to mention the fact that nipples are, like, um, obviously banned on women. But on men, it's a very specific type of nipples, isn't it? It's, like, small, kind of round, um, dark nipples. But as we know, it's not a reality for everyone. And nipples come in all shapes and sizes. And I just thought it would be... It's kind of good to point that out. What do you think? Um...
1: I found out recently, actually, (laughs) that inverted nipples are a thing. Inverted nipples? Inverted nipples. Okay. Basically, it's, you know, the little, the the bit that gets hard? Yeah. Is inside. It's like, "Mm." in.
0: I've not heard about that. And
1: Mm. I remember someone talking about it, being like, oh, yeah, I've got one inverted nipple. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh that's disgusting. It's a nipple. Oh. Like why do people care so much? Like you know how people are like, oh pepperoni pepperoni nipples. Yeah.
0: And it, oh. I I I genuinely remember. I think it was like year nine and one of my boy mates, um, I had a plethora, but um one of my boy mates <laughs> was like, um Dating a girl and like a big comment that was used against him and against the girl was that they would call her pepperoni nipples and I was like no. I was like horrified because not only were they in year nine but also just like what what low what level of you like sweet sweep to sweep too. I don't get it to the what a
1: gerbil's nose for
0: it <laughs> <laughs> but I just think that like it's just a I thought it would be a nice little comment to add the fact that. All nipples are great, and in reality, like you know, most of us aren't going to get nipple surgery, so it's just time to accept them. And unfortunately, like they're not represented in a lot of different ways, uh, but no, yeah. it's important I to. Know, know,
1: I saw that Lush, or like a you know, an eco-friendly brand like that, was doing this like thing for your boobs, like how to maybe it was like a moisturiser. Mm. but basically they were like oh we can't show you a woman's body but we'll use this man mm. because he was a, he was a bit bigger so yeah. he had you know the moobs yeah the moobs and they were using his nipples to like like to show off you know how to use this product and I just it made me think like why can't we what I don't know why women's nipples are so sexualized like my mum tells me put a bra on before i go out
0: yeah i think that's a different topic i think we should discuss that because that is a completely different topic anyway we've come to like a long time but um i definitely think we need to get you back on because that is a good topic and we've got a lot more stuff to discuss really haven't we Ooh, yeah cheeky but um, but thank you so much for coming on Flavia and um, you've Thanks, Libby. Um, given me a great input to like you've given and um, you showed me a great different like perspectives on stuff and yeah I've enjoyed having you here if you guys have got any topics you want Flavia and I to discuss doesn't necessarily have to be about body stuff and um, then let me know you can either tell me on Instagram which is do it justice podcast or on Twitter which is do it justice pod with the o being a zero anyway thank you so much Flavia stay safe Thanks, and I'll talk Libby. to you later Bye. See ya. So that was Flavia. You can catch her on Instagram at Flavia Camilla or Camilla. I don't know. Maybe I'll just attempt to an Italian accent. LOL. It's um F-L-A-V-I-A-C-A-M-I-L-L-A-A. Thank you so much for listening to the end. If you liked it, give it a share. And um, like always, I'm always open for criticism, comments, remarks, anything, any of your thoughts, just share them with me. Um and I will um Take them on board. Stay safe and I'll speak to you later.